0: What a gift to sing and worship with you If you're new to our congregation, if you're watching online My name is Rich, I'm the lead pastor here at New Life And at the end of our service, I'll be downstairs in the lobby area With some of our pastors and would love to connect with you uh, Before you head out of the building Just a quick note about this, our school of formation Which began a few years ago uh, Is really about helping to shape people in the way of Jesus By focusing on five particular values that make New Life Fellowship what New Life Fellowship is, and while there were a number of pastors who were kind of sharing about their experiences with the program, uh, the the program is offered to anyone who wants to. So whether you're a pastor or leader, whether you want to grow in your relationship with Jesus, this is a wonderful program. It's eight months. Uh, new lifers get half off of what everyone else outside. Uh, is you know The registration cost for that And so we have four days to sign up for that And by that I mean just to, to submit your application And so if this is something that you're sensing Maybe it's not, you're not 100% sure But maybe you're 60 or 70% uh, interested And you just want to get your application in there And then learn more about the process We'd love to have you do that And space is limited So make sure you do that before June 15th Alright, before we get into our message, uh, shout out to my fellow Puerto Ricans. Uh, today's a... Um, I, w- I wish I would have planned ahead of time. Alright, alright, that's it. Uh, I-, I wish I would have planned ahead of time, too. I knew it, I knew a Puerto Rican flag was going to show up in the back of the room here. It, 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 th- th- there, this is no lie. By the way, one day I was preaching and Look at all the flags. One day I was preaching... In California out of, And now it wasn't like The Puerto Rican day parade This is in California And I go, I tell my story And I said, you know, my family's from Puerto Rico And out of nowhere A massive Puerto Rican flag in the back of the church Starts waving <laughs> Like there was no occasion To have like a flag And they started waving I said, is that a, uh, is that a Puerto Rican flag in the back? And they started waving And I said, these are my people These are my people, all right Um, Amen. All right, today we are continuing our series on God and our bodies exploring the connections between Spirituality and sexuality. I think we're in week number seven. We have just a few more weeks to go Uh, Last week, we heard a wonderful message and panel discussion on singleness I was able to check it out online and it was fabulous a wonderful message one of the best messages and uh, content that i've heard on singleness And uh, I know it was a great gift and the week before that rosie and I talked about uh, marriage today I want to connect those two topics and really with a a Larger connection to the entirety of our series by talking about friendship. I want to talk about friendship this morning And it's spiritually forming power and the ways that it connects to this topic of spirituality and sexuality. And here's my hope for today. My hope for today is to cast a vision of what Christian friendship can be in the name of Jesus, in hopes that you would be hungry for this. If you're not experiencing it, that you would be hungry for it. And maybe if you're already down a particular road, that God would take you even. Deeper And so I want to cast a vision for friendship in the name of Jesus, and then uh, hopefully you're paying attention to what the Spirit of God is uh, saying to you as it pertains to uh, going down this road in the days, in the weeks, in the months, in the years to come. And so I want to look at John chapter 15, John 15, uh, beginning at verse number 13, you can follow in your Bible on your phone, you can follow on your screen, John 15, beginning at verse number 13, hear the word of the Lord. Our Lord Jesus says, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I have learned from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the gift of Holy Scripture. Thank you for the gift of worship and singing. And now I pray that we would be attentive to your voice. Through the preached word Give us ears to hear and eyes to see And a heart to receive all you have for us this day We pray these things in Jesus' name And everyone said Amen, Amen. How old were you when you first discovered Or first realized That you had A really good friend Like you, How old were you when you realized You know what, this is not just a person I know This person is A friend. When I think about my earliest memories of friendship, I really discovered that I had a friend and a guy named Daniel at about fourth grade. I was about nine years old. Daniel and I would talk about a number of different things, he'd talk about the TV shows that we watched. He'd always talk about the cars that he was going to buy And so if we went on a school trip and we were on the bus He'd go, do you know what that car is? And you know what that car is? Do you know what that car is? And he would tell me all the make and the model and the year And then say, one day I'm going to have that car I mean, he, he knew what he was talking about Whenever we got in trouble, I mean, we, were, we had each other's back But I realized there was a day that happened Something happened that I, I thought to myself I really have a wonderful friend in Daniel Going to elementary school, I went to PS 158 in East New York I, that's, This is my opportunity every week to say that I'm from East New York And so PS 158 in East New York And one thing that you have to know about me during elementary school Was I never used the bathroom in elementary school I can't remember using the bathroom in a way that I had to sit Okay <laughs> The reason I never used the bathroom in elementary school was because the bathroom stalls had no doors to them The bathroom stalls had no doors to them And so I was always very self-conscious and afraid and ashamed of doing what humans do And so one day I realized that I've been avoiding this thing and I just have to use the bathroom My stomach was really bothering me And I was really afraid And realized I think I have to go To that dreaded bathroom Without any doors On the bathroom stalls And so I go to my friend Daniel was sitting next to me. and said my stomach I'm not doing well And he said go to the bathroom I said I can't go to the bathroom There's no doors In the bathroom stall But my stomach was hurting More and more And I realized I, I think I need to go And then Daniel said I'll go with you I'll go with you and so we go to the door, and Daniel's task, he said, I will stand in front of the stall, <laughs> facing outward, of course, <laughs> to make sure that no one can see you. He could hear me, but he couldn't see me. <laughs> And on that day, I realized, what a friend I have in Daniel. (laughs) What a friend. I said, I'm not doing that, brother, but what a friend we have in Daniel. Friendship is a gift. It's a beautiful gift. And yet one of the things that I'm increasingly concerned about is the lack of friendship that is becoming part of our lived experience. There are many reasons why we don't have the kind of friendships that I believe God longs for us to have Sure, we might have acquaintances Sure, we might connect with people here or there But I'm talking about the deep kind of Christian friendship that's available to us who are in Christ Jesus And there are many reasons why there is a lack of friendship in the ways that shape our lives spiritually And in a human kind of a way Part of that reason is the increasing reality of loneliness Every generation throughout history Has had moments of loneliness Loneliness is inescapable At some point in our lives We will feel lonely Whether married or single We will feel lonely Whether young or old We will feel lonely To be be human is to experience loneliness But the kind of loneliness that concerns me Is around the, 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 the reality Or the many ways The contradiction or the irony That we are in a world That is increasingly more technologically connected And yet lots of people are experiencing loneliness This is something that the minister in the uk in 2018 the new york times ran an article about the uk appointing a minister for loneliness This is a government position that they realized that people within the uk were experiencing so much loneliness That it was damaging their mental health. It was damaging their relationships And so they had to identify someone who was who was going to try to work against the loneliness that so many people feel the U.S. Surgeon General wrote an article for the Harvard Business Review in which he said that loneliness can be associated with greater risk of cardiovascular disease, dementia, depression, and anxiety. One expert in the U.K. mentioned that to experience this kind of loneliness that our world does is worse for health than smoking 15 cigarettes a day. The Survey for American Life reveals that nearly one In five men admit to not having a close friend one close friend 20% of men admit to not having one close friend Now what we know from the bible is that we know we were not meant to journey alone We were not meant to walk alone from the very beginning of the pages of the bible We find that it is not good for a human to be alone And when God creates Adam, he doesn't create Adam to find just community with his spouse. This is more of a general theological statement about humanity, about anthropology, that we belong to each other that we need one another, that it is not good for someone to be alone. And so one of the reasons why why this this friendship gift has not been received is because of the great reality of our increasing loneliness. But beyond that, or in addition to that, one of the reasons why we have not experienced a deep abiding friendship that Jesus would uh, call us to is because we have cheapened the word friend. I think many of us have settled for social media's definition of friendship than how Jesus talks about friendship. On Facebook, we can have up to 5,000 friends. And let's be honest, the vast majority of the folks that we're connected to on Facebook, we wouldn't recognize them if they passed us in the streets. To friend someone, Is Basically to see a person that we might know or they know someone we know and we go I'll friend you or to confirm a request That's basically all it takes to be called a friend on social media And then if you don't like how someone voted or what someone said you very simply just click unfriend and problem solved And so I believe we've cheapened the word friend in such a way where we might think we have lots of friends, but in actuality, we don't. And what God invites us to is the gift of friendship in the way of Jesus. Now, to define friendship, I realize that uh, that many of us might have varying definitions on what friendship is. I want to offer you uh, a definition I've created to maybe help us uh, see where we're at on uh, on the spectrum of what Jesus invites us into. Friendship is... A chosen, reciprocal relationship that cultivates joy, vulnerability, and love. What is friendship? It's chosen. It's chosen. You're not forced into it. It's chosen, and in some ways, the truest friendships, the deepest friendships, it almost seems seems as if God chooses it for you. There's something that you you have a hard time figuring out. How did we get connected? It seems as if God was behind this thing 100%, but but it is chosen, and it's reciprocal. I like what C.S. Lewis said. C.S. Lewis said that friendship is born at the moment when one person says to another, What? You two? I thought I was the only one. And at that moment, friendship is born. But it's reciprocal, meaning there's a give and take. There's a giving and receiving. If you're in relationship with someone and you're the only one who's always talking about your stuff, and if you're the only one that's naming your problems, and if you're the only one that's talking about your concerns and is never coming back this way, that's not a friend. it's a therapist and we need therapists and psychologists but but there's a reciprocal there's mutuality and it cultivates joy vulnerability and love and this is important because i want to connect friendship to the topic of spirituality and sexuality Marva Don, a great theologian, wrote a book called Sexual Character, and she talks about the two kinds of sexuality that we find in the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, Genesis chapter 3, she talks about two kinds of sexuality. The first sexuality she talks about is social sexuality, that we were made for community. We were made to belong. We were made to know others and be known by others. This is this kind of social sexuality. Every single person has a social sexuality. This is how she classifies. It. But there's a second kind of sexuality in the book of Genesis where she talks about a genital sexuality that is marked by that kind of uh, intimacy by your know, husband and wife It's that kind of genital sexuality and her claim is that many people opt for genital sexuality way too prematurely way too fast thinking that that's the only way to achieve intimacy. And miss out on the social sexuality that can provide for us the intimacy that our souls desperately long for And so in the process by moving to genital sexuality We dangerously open ourselves up to another person in the most vulnerable sense of the word Nakedness to meet a need that does not require us to take off our clothes And so what dawn says here is important. She says I am convinced that if the church could provide more thorough affection and care for persons in friendship Many would be less likely to turn falsely to genital sexual expression for the social support they need in other words Every human being is longing for intimacy But intimacy doesn't mean taking off your clothes And this is what we see in Jesus. Jesus is the fully human one. He's fully God, fully human. But to say that Jesus is fully human is not just to say that he has flesh and blood To say that Jesus is human is he's showing us what it means to truly live into our humanity And one of the things that I want to make sure that we get kind of as a as a central idea That's going to I'm going to unpack here is this theological truth that even though Jesus lived in Perpetual communion with the father He needed a community of friends Think about the implications of this for a moment Jesus lived in perpetual communion with the Father. I and the Father are one. I only do what I see my Father doing. Jesus is in perpetual communion, unhindered, unencumbered communion with the Father. And yet, Jesus needed a community of friends, which is why we have to be careful what we sing. Because I love the songs that all I need is you, Lord. But Jesus recognizes he didn't just need the Father. He needed people on the journey with him as well. The one who lived in perpetual communion with the Father still needed a community of friends. And this is what we see in John chapter 15. In John chapter 15, Jesus is giving his, his summary to his disciples. For three years, he's preached about the kingdom of God. For three years, he's given sight to the blind. For three years, he's given hearing to the deaf. For three years, he's, he's raised up the dead. For three years, he's announced that the radical accessibility of the kingdom of God is now here. And now he's going to summarize his three years, and that's what he does in John 14 and John 15, John 16. He's summarizing his, his parting words to his disciples, and Jesus has a word to say about friendship. Friendship. And what we find in Jesus is that friendship, the friendship that he offers us and the friendship that he invites us into and share with one another, is first of all marked by joy. 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 In verse 11, a few verses before we we read our text today, Jesus says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. That's what friendship, Christian friendship shares, joy. And friendship is a gift because it becomes an environment, a container, a context where joy can be present, where we can give joy, receive joy, be the beneficiaries of joy joy when i think about jesus i think about the joy that he brought to the world and we see that in the first miracle that he does i love that the first miracle of jesus is not at a temple it's not in a religious setting Jesus' first miracle is not raising the dead Jesus' first miracle is not giving sight to the blind healing a leper Jesus' first miracle was there's no more wine there's a problem We need more wine. That's the problem here. And Jesus, his first miracle is about abundance. Wine was a picture of the age to come, a picture of joy and delight and festivity. The first miracle of Jesus is around joy. And that's what friendship offers. I love that the Bible says that when Jesus was invited to the wedding, all of his disciples came with him. Which got me to think that you think jesus ever did the electric slide with the 12 disciples you know what i'm saying i mean the cha-cha slide you know what i'm saying i mean you know they were da- I mean, as as a jewish people you know they were dancing and celebrating but but what they do in the electric slide that's what i want to know jesus and his friends had a relationship that was marked by joy and so don't be fooled by most of the pictures that we have of jesus in our homes where he's very serious and stoic and and, and don't bother him. No, he was marked by great joy and abundance. And I think we need a kind of relationship with others that cultivates joy. And it just might be that in friendship, God can do something in us for the sake of our healing and the sake of our humanity that friendship offers. This is why I'm concerned about a growing trend that I'm seeing In our culture The growing trend is Around the immediacy And not just the immediacy It's almost the exclusivity Of therapy The immediacy and the exclusivity Of therapy Now of course you know that I've written books About the importance of emotional health And I've preached on this for 15 years here I love, I I have seasonal therapy Myself, it's important for me To see uh, professionals in this field We talk about it. We partner with therapists. You come to this church, you know the importance we have on this. And yet I'm growing concerned that the first place and almost the only place where people go when they're stuck with something is to the therapist's office. And I wonder if this is more symptomatic of the lack of friendships that we have, where we can go to someone and say, here's what I'm experiencing Or Be with someone and 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 get a deposit of joy that can strengthen us for the journey often wonder If this is symptomatic of the larger trend that we're seeing in our culture Because friendship is to be a place christian friendship is to be a place of joy And i'm not just talking about going to the game uh, because i'm a mets fan. That's not joyful these days, but 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 i'm talking about Being with each other in such a way that joy is cultivated That there's a levity, there's a happiness, there's a joy that fills our life. Jesus says, I give you my joy so that your joy may be complete. And we all need a space where we can find joy. Secondly, what we find in Jesus is, is, is not just the kind of friendship or a vision of friendship that includes joy, but, but it's a vision of friendship that includes vulnerability. Look what jesus says in on verse 15. He says everything that I learned from my father. I have made known to you What we find in the story of jesus with his disciples is not simply that jesus is sharing information with his disciples But there is this uh ever evolving uh uh, presence of self-disclosure Where jesus more and more discloses who he is And invites his disciples into greater relationship with him And that's what friendship is. Christian friendship is marked by vulnerability, where there's this give and take, where we know each other. St. Augustine uh, said it this way. He said, um, a friend is someone who knows everything about you, and you about them, I would add, and still loves you. That's a friend. They know your hang-ups. They know your ups and downs. They know your addictions. They know your troubles. They know you, and you know them. And you still love them Vulnerability When I look at Jesus, one of the things that I'm most inspired by Is how vulnerable he was with his disciples And there's two occasions that I want to highlight One before he went to the cross And one after he resurrects from the dead Because we find beautiful vulnerability in Jesus That he invites us into So that our our friendships will be marked by this as well right before jesus goes to the cross he he has to go to the garden of gethsemane to drink the cup he says father if this is the cup that i should drink uh is there any other way but not my will your will be done this is a hard moment jesus does not want to go to the cross he does not he has a moment a very human moment where he realizes to take upon the sins of the world on his body is something he does not want to do yet he says Nevertheless, your will be done. But before Jesus goes to the garden, he meets with his friends and says, could you stay with me? It's a beautiful moment, isn't it? Can can you be with me? Can you stay close to me? I wonder, when's the last time that you were at a moment of brokenness, of weakness, where you said to someone, can you be with me? Can you stay with me? Can you just be present with me? I love... King of kings, Lord of Lords, looks at his disciples and says, I need you right now. I, I, I can't do this alone. Jesus goes to the garden, and what do his disciples, they fall asleep on the guy. I, I mean, I, and he looks up, he goes, I asked you to stay with me, Mr. and you fell asleep, man. Let's move on. He moves on. Before he goes to the cross Jesus is so vulnerable with his disciples And then when he's raised from the dead We see another beautiful moment Of vulnerability After he's crucified He's risen from the dead His disciples don't know he's risen from the dead They're afraid that what happened to him Is going to happen to them And they're, they're afraid uh, Locked in a room And then Jesus enters into the room And what does he do in that moment For Thomas and for others He begins to show them his wounds Jesus doesn't show his wounds with everyone in the the Gospels, but with his friends. Look into my wounds. Look at my hands. Look at my side. Jesus shows us that friendship is about displaying our wounds in an environment that's safe enough to absorb it. It's a space where you see others' wounds, and they see your wounds. You're known by others, and you know others. And the question for us friends As I kind of cast this vision of christian friendship is if you have the kind of relationships where you're showing your wounds And others are showing you their wounds I like how ron roheiser says it one of my favorite theologians He says to be vulnerable in the true sense does not mean going out of your way to let others know all your faults and weaknesses Nor is vulnerability to be confused with the idea of letting it all hang out to be vulnerable is to be strong enough to present ourselves without false props, without an artificial display of our credentials. In brief, to be vulnerable is to be strong enough to be honest and tender. Like Jesus, the most vulnerable, the, the person who is most who is vulnerable is the person who cares enough to let himself be weak precisely because he does care. Friendship is a place where who you are in the workplace What you're known by in your titles In your education and your possessions and your achievements and all the rest It doesn't matter Which is why the church should be a place Where friendship is nurtured Where we leave Our credentials out there In such a way Our credentials maybe create Hierarchies for us out there But in the church there are no need for the kinds Of credentials that create hierarchy of relationships. And so when we gather for worship on Sundays and gather for worship in different parts of the city, at homes or on Zoom or wherever we meet, we're no longer connected to people primarily based on our credentials and our achievements. We're brothers and sisters. We're sons and daughters of the living God. We're friends. And the question is, do you have the kind of friendships in which you can be vulnerable? Are you the kind of person That people can be vulnerable with This is the invitation on christian friendship But thirdly what we find in jesus Is that christian friendship is marked by love Marked by love To have friendships that cultivate joy and vulnerability is is wonderful But christian friendships are to thrive as well on love and this is the gift of spiritual friendship friendships that are marked by christ-likeness to be friends with jesus and to be friends with others is to call out the best in one another that's good friendship we know all about each other and we're calling out the best in one another and when i think about my own journey of friendship over the past number of years especially the last five years I realize how truly blessed I've been And I want this for everyone I think about something that happened last week And then something that happened in March Last week I was in Portland I was speaking to a number of churches About racial justice and reconciliation It was a wonderful time And I had a day off on Monday just to It was my first time in the Pacific Northwest Just to take into the sights And so I realized um, A friend would be great here to just journey with. And so I have a friend who lives in, in Portland, a guy named Paul, and I said, Paul, are you free for a few hours? I'd love to just be with you and, and just connect with you. And he said, yeah, I have a few hours. What if we can connect for four or five hours together. And I so, said, great, I'll meet you in this place. And he said, we're not just going to that. I need to show you Portland. I need to show you the waterfalls of Portland. That's so why I said great And so I, I meet him We have lunch together And then he starts taking me On this grand tour of Portland We get coffee Because I guess that's what people do in Portland They, they drink coffee And I told him I'm a Dunkin' Donuts kind of a guy And uh, my palate is not really discerning When it comes to I offended half of Portland when I said that And, and, and he started taking me around Portland and there's a picture of us as he's taking me to all the different uh, waterfalls. Let's go to the next slide, Michael. We're just taking all the waterfalls. And, and he's giving me, like, the history lesson in the 1500s. I, mean, I, I didn't ask for that. Bro. I, I, that's what, just Let me see the waterfalls. Let me just see the waterfalls. And we're taking in. He, oh, let's drive to the next one. We see the next one. Let's drive to the next one. We see the next one. It was wonderful. And they got to one point where we're watching these, the waterfalls come down. And, and it's just so beautiful. And I'm taking pictures. And he says something to me there He goes, you know, he tells me a story He said one day there was a, someone who came here with a camera From another country And they came to the waterfalls And they had their camcorder on their shoulder and all that And they're recording the waterfalls And the guy was there for a really long time And his family was saying um, It's time to go I think you've got, got all the footage that you need of, of the waterfall And he said, I'm going to wait until the tape you know, finishes Because there can't be that much water and we started talking about, oh, that's like the grace of God. Like the grace of God never runs out. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. It's no end to the flow of the grace of God. We're contemplating that. And then after maybe it was maybe 30, 40 seconds of just, we're just contemplating the water. He goes, Rich, I feel compelled to bless you. I feel compelled to offer a word of blessing over you so i took up my phone i said well i want to remember it and so let me let me press record on my phone i want to hear this blessing and he began to bless me to call out of me what god has put in me to speak good words over my life and it was a holy moment as i'm just staying there receiving all of the goodness of that i thought what a gift of love three months ago I was with a group of friends in 2018 I was feeling increasingly lonely as a pastor I realized wow this is you know everyone has their burden to bear and 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 as in my as a role as a pastor here I have my unique challenges and troubles and 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 all of that and I just needed some people on the journey with me and I realized I'm feeling lonely. Might there be any other people who are in a similar space that I could really connect with? And so there was a friend of mine named Glenn, and I said, hey, Glenn, I emailed him. I said, hey, I, I'm feeling increasingly lonely. I'm wondering if you would be up for connecting on Zoom. This is 2018, before Zoom was a thing, all right? I, be on Zoom, and uh, once a month for 90 minutes. And how about this? I'll invite another friend, and you invite a friend. It'll be the four of us who gather once a month for 90 minutes to talk about our struggles to talk about what we need feedback on and we've been doing that for five years This past march we had our first kind of in-person uh, Retreat for a few days and there's a picture of the three of us one of my, my, my friend sean couldn't make it there but what we did for um, Go to that slide there. what we did For the two days that we were together was really beautiful and again gave me a beautiful picture of christian friendship we'd walk for a good mile and a half or so and we'd find a place to eat and then we'd walk back to the airbnb that we stayed at and then one of us would begin just to share what was on our hearts this is what i'm carrying these are my burdens these this is what i'm confused about and after about an hour of just free sharing no structure no agenda just sharing from the heart we got around the next person and then Spoke life into them and prayed for them and prophesied and then we went and walked to get lunch walked another mile and a half and got lunch Talked about lots of things and walked back to the airbnb and then the next person shared This is what i'm carrying. This is what i'm feeling And then we prophesied over him and and blessed him in the name of jesus And we walked back for dinner and 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 did the same back and forth and back and forth And I thought what a gift everyone needs something like this Everyone needs a space where people can call out the best in you, where you can know and be known. And that's my deep desire, friends, for New Life Fellowship Church. The church is uniquely positioned where that this stuff can happen on a regular basis as the Spirit of God knits our hearts together one of the things as your pastor i'm concerned about is that we are we're getting together but we're not really growing in friendship and that's not something you can manipulate that's the spirit of god doing something in us this is not i'm not talking about forcing friendship but i'm talking about positioning ourselves so that the spirit of god can do something in us and make the kinds of connections that we desperately need i long for this for our children I long for this for our pre-k, our elementary, our middle schoolers, our high schoolers, that they have friends, that they just don't go to church with some random people, but that friendships are created and established, which is why if you're a parent here, it, you know, getting our kids to middle school and elementary and high school, is, a, you're giving them a gift, an opportunity not just to connect with Jesus, but an opportunity to form friendships. This is my longing for all of us If you're just coming to church on a Sunday And that is just your thing there But there's no other relationship happening Spiritual friendship happening You're missing out on gifts That God longs for you to have Gifts where you are known And you can know others Gifts where they're speaking the best into you And pulling the best out of you Friendship And this is what Jesus desires for all of us The question is Where do we begin? And I want to offer just a few invitations for us As we close The first invitation How, how do we begin this process how do, What does it mean to You can't force this we, but, but what does it begin, mean to begin it Practicing friendship The first thing I want to say to you Is to go on this journey Or to deepen the journey Means that we must recognize First of all Our deep need for friendship That you can't do it alone So many of you maybe you have had a friend and you were wounded in the process maybe you were betrayed maybe it wasn't the kind of friendship that gave you life or you thought it did and and then you experienced something and you said i've given up no longer am i going this direction it's just me and jesus that's it but me and jesus is not a christian vision of friendship As a matter of fact, Jesus is going back to, no, you don't just need me, brother. You need somebody else. (laughs) We all need people on the journey with us. Which leads me to number two. It requires us to start small, to start small. I I can be an extreme personality. Rosie knows that about me. I can go from zero to 100 very quickly. And so some of you are maybe on that same boat, and you're thinking, this means I must confess and be vulnerable to everyone now. Everyone's my friend. Now, hold up a second. This might mean starting small It might mean like I did inviting one and then who else can we invite into this reality? But it starts starts small somewhere and this is not an opportunity to force it There there's certain things that we can't even under, always understand the ways that the spirit joins people's hearts together And so we just have to be mindful about our anxiety to want to get so deep so fast Sometimes we just have to let things unfold But you got to start small which requires us to risk Isn't faith a journey? Isn't faith uh, the the following Jesus is about faith? It's about risking? This means that at some point in our lives, maybe you have been hurt in the past, but this is too good of a gift not to, to live without it. And so it might require us to risk. Start small. Lastly, Christian friendship really is an opportunity to create larger community. The challenge in friendships happen when it just becomes maybe one, you know, just two people. And then, you know, by three days, you're like, I'm done with this friendship. This is just a little too overbearing for me. But friendship in the way of Jesus, in the Christian life, is ever-expanding. Isn't this the Trinity? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the eternal friendship in the Trinity— and there's a word, uh, a theological word called perichoresis, which is kind of like a, a, a dancing circle Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in a, in a dancing circle together But that circle is never insular It's a circle that ever expands to include more and more and more people And what would it look like for our friendships to do that? That our friendships, we're enjoying community with one another, but because of our friendship, it's it's creating a love where the circle is ever widening, where more people are not just connected to you, but people are connected to other people, and they're creating a widening, a perichoresis, a a dance, a, a circle of dance, a dancing circle. And this is what we are invited into as well. This is Christian friendship. And what's amazing about Christian friendship and I want to close with this Is the way that Jesus Models this for us Because one of the great truths About our Lord Jesus Christ Is that he is A friend Of sinners Hallelujah Aren't you glad that it doesn't say Jesus Friend of really holy people. Just like this. (laughs) Jesus, friend of those who always pray. Jesus, friend of the person who's never had a bad day in their life. No, no. Jesus, friend of sinners. Jesus chooses you. Did you know that? Maybe no one has chosen you. Maybe you lived your entire life not being chosen. Jesus looks at you today and chooses you. Longs to be in relationship with you. Longs to give you his joy. Longs to pour out his love. He chooses you. Jesus is, he's a safe space. You can be vulnerable. You can confess your sins. You can confess your ups and your downs. Jesus, he's a vulnerable space. Jesus... It's nurturing. Jesus is vulnerable. Jesus calls out the best in you. That's the kind of friend Jesus is. And this is what we are invited into. Some of you, maybe today, maybe you have had a relationship with Jesus, but you're not friends with Jesus. Or maybe you've been coming to church, but you're not a friend of Jesus. Jesus looks at you today and says, I choose you. I want your joy to be complete I want you to live in a place where there's no pretense. There's no need for me to put on a show. I can be myself. Jesus longs for us to be a people who receive that and a people who give that. That is the great invitation of the Christian life. Jesus, friend of sinners. And Jesus invites us to receive that gift and to offer it to others. Let's pray together. Jesus says, Greater love has no person than this to lay down one's life for their friends. And that's exactly what he does. He lays down his life for us, taking on our sin. Dying and raising on the third day. Why? Not so we can go to heaven. Just go to, of course. But he longs for friendship. Friendship with each and every one of us. How's the Lord speaking to you this morning? What's resonating in your soul? Maybe for some of you who've been listening today, you are lonely and today's your opportunity to say, I am lonely and I hear the invitation to start small or to receive healing or process. I've never processed some stuff but I realize that this past hurt is keeping me from the present gift of friendship. Maybe you're wounded and you have not had any person to share your deep wounds with. And you realize today is an invitation To start moving in that direction Maybe for some of you God has given you a wonderful gift To create community When people are around you They connect well with others They connect well with you And God has called you To create an ever-expanding Presence of community And you're saying Yeah, I want to start a small group now I really, I sense that I have not been creating community And friendships And that's the invitation from God today wherever you're at on the journey, we all can take a next step into living this vision of Christian friendship. Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of worship, the gift of singing, the gift of Holy Scripture, the gift of friendship. And may we say yes to these wonderful gifts that you've invited us to receive. We sing to you now words of praise. And gratitude. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, it. Let's all stand, let's sing together, friends.
1: In the darkness, we were waiting without hope and without light. Till from heaven, you came running. There was mercy in your eyes To fulfill the law and prophets To a virgin came the word From a throne of endless glory To a cradle in the dirt
0: Amen. Amen. Let's have our prayer team come to my right, to your left. Uh, there are many invitations for us to receive from this message today. Uh, one is rooted around prayer. Uh, to talk about friendship, I know for some people... Can bring up some feelings of pain, of hurt, friends who were once really close and then something happened around political lines, our world increasingly fractured and polarized, and you're just grieving the loss of friendship. And maybe God is inviting you to receive uh, healing and to begin processing that on a level that maybe you haven't at this time. Maybe you come into church today wounded by friends or people who were at once regarded as friends and you just need the grace of God over your life for that. If that's you, we want to invite you to receive prayer, to come up for prayer at the end of our service and let God begin a process of healing in your life. For others here, maybe you've been coming to church, but you've never said yes to friendship with Jesus Christ. You've never said yes to having a relationship in which you are able to confess who you really are and God uh, speaking life over you, a place to talk about your vulnerabilities, your sins, your struggles to receive forgiveness, to follow him. Maybe you've never experienced friendship or said yes to friendship with Jesus, which is really the story of salvation, us becoming friends with God. And you've never said yes to that, but something is stirring in your soul. You can come up for prayer and talk to one of our prayer team members and say, I've never said yes to being a friend with Jesus. I've never said yes to being a follower of Jesus. And today, I want to take that next step. You can come forward for that. You can also scan a QR code, especially if you're online and here. We want to serve you. Maybe you say, I want to take the next step into friendship with Jesus to kind of offer allegiance to this friendship and baptism. That's what baptism is. It's us saying, I am connected, rooted with Jesus Christ. And if you've been a Christian, you've never been baptized, we'd love to help you take the next step on that as well. And So you can go to step where you can scan that QR code and we want to help you take the next step there. Lastly, before I bless you, my deep desire at New Life, and this is some of what I'm going to talk about at our annual meeting at 2 o'clock today. Be from 2 to 4, we might end before that there, but I'll be talking about vision for the coming year. If you're a member of our church, whether you're watching online or in here, we'd love to have you for that. Um, But one of the things I'm going to be emphasizing a little bit more is the need to create spaces for friendship. And that requires a few things. That requires, number one, people who are willing to enter into Christian community and be with others. And it also requires people who God maybe has given passions and gifts to help create community. Our church is growing, lots of new people here, and we have more people want to be connected in small groups then we have leaders to actually connect them and when i think about that i think oh lord i want every person to have the gift of friendship or a community that can create an environment so that that could emerge i'm not expecting friendship to emerge after one day where you're you know talking about the bible and then having some chips and then boom presto your friends It's is not as simple but we can create environments so that something can be nurtured. And maybe God has sent you here. Maybe you're part of our congregation because you have a passion for that, an anointing for that, a gift for that. And our pastors wanna come around you to help you create community for others. And so if that's something you wanna do, this is one of the reasons we're in the lobby downstairs. I love shaking hands and all that. We wanna help you get connected in our community and figure out ways for you to take that next step. On Tuesday, we're going to have our next discussion time on Zoom to talk about what we've learned today, so you can sign up uh, for that on our website. It's, uh, every other week we're doing that. And then we have a journaling guide, maybe you're new to our church, that's available on our website with just questions for reflection. And here's my hope. We offer these things... Um, not to keep you just busy as a Christian, but to help you discern God's voice in light of what we're talking about on Sundays. How can this word go deeper in you to get advantage of uh, that resource that our Community Life team has put together? Amen. Let me invite you to open your hands towards heaven to receive a blessing. Could you imagine a church where... In our large gatherings, our mid sized gatherings, our small gatherings, our one on one, that we're just blessing each other. We're calling out the best in one another. We're speaking good things over each other. That's, the, that's what the church is supposed to be. And could you imagine if that was our reality? I believe it can be our reality. And so, my hope in blessing you right now is that you would receive it and that by the grace of God, you'd offer that to the world around you with your hands and your hearts in a posture of receiving brothers and sisters, sons and daughters of the living God, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and fill you with peace. And may you walk out of this gathering and out of this building, out of this online gathering in the power of the Holy Spirit with the grace of God to cultivate the kind of Christian friendship that cultivates joy, And vulnerability and love. And may you be enriched and may your life enrich others. I bless you all in the strong, in the beautiful, in the resurrected name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Grace and peace to you all.